Percy, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges we face as human beings? You know, Wayne, I would say how we perceive ourselves. You know, it can be very easy to allow our circumstances, um, our surroundings, and our overall environment to define our sense of being. Mm -hmm. But as children of the Most High God, the Holy Scriptures tells us to guard our hearts or our minds because everything flows from it. And that includes how we identify or define ourselves, particularly in the midst of negative hardships and challenges. We should probably talk a little bit more about this today. And we shall. And today you'll hear Pastor P encourage someone who may be unsure who they are in God while struggling with being defined by a cancer journey. Stay with us. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd, our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And Percy, it's always good to be with you. I am looking forward to this conversation today. Hey, my friend, it's good to be back and let's well in front of our audience and uh, sharing the good news of God and inspiring people. So it's exciting to be here. You are saying that cancer should not define us. And uh, we're going to get into that conversation here in just a moment, but I'm so thrilled about it. And we have a resource that we'll be offering to our listeners that we'll mention as a part of this program here today as well. But can we start with the question that we always like to pose to our listeners? Uh, the question we're posing this week is, have you ever struggled with not being sure who you were in God, and if so, what was the struggle? Now, Percy, this is uh, we're gonna we're gonna ask for people to be vulnerable here, aren't we? We are, because the fact of the matter is this, and and you know, and I'll be the first one to put my hand in the air to make others comfortable. There's been times through my Christian experience, particularly when I was challenged by circumstances and situations, that I had to kind of dig deep and really come to terms with who am I in God mm -hmm. versus my circumstances that's trying to tell me who I am, yeah. and then get back in the Word, get back in, in the presence of God, and remind myself of who I was and who God said that I was. So I think that, again, with that, we, we'd like to hear from individuals that will uh, be willing to share. Again, you don't have to go into any real depth about anything, but has there ever been a time that you struggled with not really being sure who you were in God? And if so, what was that struggle? Yeah. Well, I think this uh, question fits right in with our topic today, cancer should not define you. And so take note of our question. And then mm -hmm. um, maybe after listening today, you can go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com and uh, click on connect there, and we, uh, we'd look forward to receiving your reply to our question. One more time, here's the question. Have you ever struggled with not being sure who you were in God, and if so, what was the struggle? Mm -hmm. Now, um, these questions that you pose to listeners each week, Percy, uh, they're, they're not something that we just ignore. <laughs> we read them all, and we benefit from the answers, don't we? We do. We absolutely do. I look through those. I pray over them as well. And, uh, and we, in some cases, we received, you know, topical things that we like to discuss on the show and future shows yeah, as well. So gives us good ideas, yeah. It does, it does. And so uh, with that being said, you know, one of our previous questions uh, that we've asked uh, before, and we have an answer and a response that we'd like to share today is, would it matter to you if your physician adhered to a personal spiritual faith in God and why? 
Hmm. And the response that we have, Wayne, uh, and it's a good one yeah. from Rock Hill, South Carolina, is this. It would not be a deal breaker for me receiving clinical care or not. But if my doctor acknowledged a faith in God, it would make me feel more comfortable in sharing my faith with him or her regarding how important my faith is to me while confronting any health challenges. It would also be really reassuring if I could pray with my doctor for my medical plan of care. Yeah, some How about that thought went response? into that. Yeah, I appreciate that response a great deal. And, you know, that was one of many responses we got to the question. We just chose mm-hmm. that one. But um, mm-hmm. we're so thankful for those who took the time to answer the question and in a meaningful way. It's, well, I'm, I'm very impressed by that. Well, we and so again, we encourage our listeners, please send in your responses to our questions. We read them and hopefully we may be able to share some of them in the future. And uh, as Wayne has stated, just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and hit the connect button and uh, it'll drop down and you can share your response and answers. And I'll get those and read over them and pray over them. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, before we get into the conversation, let's uh, look to God's Word, because it's going to be the foundation for what we're talking about here today, should cancer define us. So what have you Mm. chosen for a scriptural nugget today? Yep. So with that being said, Acts 17, verses 26 and 28, this is one of my favorite passages of scripture. It has such powerful and profound spiritual truth uh, loaded into it. And so it reads as follows, from one man, he being God, made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he, again, being God, marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Verse 27, God did this so that they, being us, would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. And verse 28 is our operative verse for today. Mm -hmm. For in him, being God, we live and we move and we have our being as some of your poets have said we are his offspring today this particular scripture is going to be really important as we continue to look at and understand who we are in god how we should define ourselves in relationship to circumstances and situations and so today uh, be encouraged as this word is going to speak to us in a very profound manner. Looking forward to it. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease, while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE, H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer should not define you, our topic today. 
And again, uh, make note of our resource that we're offering. That'll come up in just a few minutes here. Be prepared to take note of that website to get this resource, healthhopeandinspiration.com. But Percy, let's start by going back to that scriptural nugget and uh, kind of digging in a little bit on that. What do you think? Yeah, the, this this scripture, and I chose this after I prayed over this message, was uh, important because it really helps us to kind of lock in on some very key components of who we are as God's children and members of his creation. And so I just want to reread and highlight verse 28 uh, to give us a jumping off point, And that is for in him being God, we live and move and have our being. And so uh, I think that what's important to understand here is uh, the dynamic of, can we actually have an identity crisis, you know, if we're dealing with cancer or any type of negative situation and circumstance from a spiritual perspective, when I, when I make the reference of, of identity crisis. Yeah. And so, you know, it's important to kind of spell that out right away here. Indeed. I appreciate you doing that because it's, it's when a life circumstance, a difficult life circumstance like cancer comes along that really kind of shakes us to our core, doesn't it? And causes us to ask this question. Absolutely. And, you know, one can certainly struggle with how they see themselves in the face of having cancer or any, you know, life-threatening or negative circumstance in their life. But specific to this audience, the cancer community, uh, and I understand this very clearly, is inundated uh, with a new lexicon of language and definitions. You know, the weight of that conversation can envelop one's being to dominate how they see or define themselves. And of course, as spiritual beings, and that's who we are from God's perspective first, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, we need to be encouraged not to ultimately be defined by our human limitations as it relates to having cancer. Uh, You know, we are to be reminded, you know, Wayne, that from God's perspective, we are his sons and his daughters, praise God. And so with that, uh, in fact, we are his handiwork uh, created in Christ Jesus, according to Ephesians 2.10. And so... Uh, we should be emboldened that our life and our movement and our being only resides in God, and therefore cancer should not ultimately define us uh, as an individual. You say that cancer has no right to access the spiritual aspects of life and movement or being, right? That, that, that is absolutely correct. And so when we really begin to look at that and wrap our, our arms and our heart and our hands around that, we begin to now un- unpack this dynamic with regard to cancer should not define you ultimately at the end of the day. All right. Can we take each of those words, life and movement and being, that, that came up in that scripture passage in, uh, in Acts, and can we talk about them one at a time? Absolutely. And, and the spiritual context for those three you know, elements, as outlined in Acts 17, 28 that we just read, uh, very quickly, life can be defined or unpackaged from a spiritual context of our spiritual being is of and by and for God, Hmm. that number one, will live eternally and never die. The key dynamic of who we are, uh, the Bible says that God blew into Adam's nostrils and made him a living soul, a living being. The spirit of God dwells within us. And so our spirit is connected to God's spirit, no matter what happens to this physical flesh or yes. this, this earthly tabernacle, the Bible says, that we live in, yes. number one. Cancer can touch us in the here and now, but it can't touch us for eternity, can it? That is correct. It's important to understand that. And then the second 
a term out of uh, Acts 17, 28 is movement. It says that we live and then it says that we move. So our movement. And so when our mortal bodies fade away, just as you just stated, our spirit will continue on to have movement and expression. And it's really important to understand that. I know that there's a lot of very interesting spiritual schools of thought, reincarnation, this, that, and the other. But from a Christian uh, school of thought, that our spirit being is going to live on and have expression and movement Hmm. in the presence of our God and our Lord. And so just because our physical being may be challenged, compromised, or even come to an end, our spirit man or person is going to have movement and expression even beyond that. And that's very important to understand. Yeah, I love that because we we do need to lift our eyes. I mean, we see what's before us right now. Mm. And, you know, for someone who's going through cancer, it's just such a a terrible thing to have to go through in life. But you got to lift your eyes to the future and the plan that God, the eternal plan that God has for us. Yeah, I believe David said it best this way. I lift up my eyes unto the hills yes. from which my help cometh from the Lord. And yeah. so it's I was an thinking of that same verse. Up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're thinking alike there. Yeah. And then the third term in the in Acts uh, 17 is being. In him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. And the essence of our being is directly connected to the source of our creator which is God Almighty. And so again, it's important that when we look at these three terms, uh, we look at that from a spiritual context and understand how that relates back to the source of our being, which ultimately comes from God. And so that's kind of our, our, that's going to be the framework of how we're going to unpack some other schools of thought here. Okay. And you're going to talk about a number of ways, a number of things that cancer cannot do. And uh, we, we will get into those as we continue talking with Percy McCray, Pastor P here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. But right now, let's pause and mention this resource that we're offering to our listeners called Your Life Belongs to God, Not Cancer. Uh, thank you for putting this together. You, you, have a, you have a real touch on putting resources into people's hands that, that mean something. Yeah, we're excited about this resource. And, and what we get a lot of feedback from listeners is, that they uh, they appreciate the fact that we're putting something tangible in their hands that they can use, that they can read, uh, that they can forward and send to others, and members in their church, uh, family members who may have cancer that really speaks you know, to legitimate dynamics that people are dealing with. And your life belongs to God, not cancer. Hmm. And this particular resource is going to enable and equip and embolden individuals to renew their thinking, particularly when they're challenged, when they feel like they're under the weight and the pressure of a negative situation and cancer in particular, it'll help to reframe uh, their thinking right back along the lines of the text that in him, in God, we live and in him, we move and in him, we have our being. And it's going to highlight, you know, the basic speaking points of what we're talking about today, but in a visual, uh, readable resource that they can pass along to others and be blessed by today. The unique thing about the resources we offer is you don't have to wait for them to come in the mail. <laughs> mm. You know, you can go online right now to health, hope and inspiration.com and uh, click on this resource and you can read it, you can print it out, you can print as many copies as you like, you can share it with friends. It's just a wonderful way to do this. So look Mm -hmm. for Your Life Belongs to God, Not Cancer at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And let me ask this, have you ever wanted to find answers to your cancer-related questions? Mm -hmm. With Cancer Center for Alexa, now you can. 
The Cancer Center for Alexa Skills, a voice-activated question-and-answer tool, empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access this tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. And you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. So look for the Alexa app for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. All right, we're talking today about cancer. It should not define you. And Percy, you've put together a very helpful uh, list here of things that cancer cannot do. So can we get into this? I think this will be really helpful. Absolutely. So when we fully grasp the principle of Acts 1728, that's our benchmark or our foundation that we're building the school of thought off of. And as Christians and as believers, uh, we build our principles of truth and belief off of the word of God and allow that to establish uh, our reality for us. Once we have grasped the principle of Acts 17, 28, that in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being, now let's talk about some specific areas that uh, how we can and, and, and be emboldened and empowered uh, to continue to walk through the planet in the midst of being challenged by other things that are trying to define us. Mm -hmm. Number one, first principle here is that cancer cannot or should not cancel one's godly purpose. And this is huge because at the end of the day, Wayne, and I think that uh, you would agree, uh, consciously and unconsciously, most people are grasping and grappling with uh, purpose in their life. Who sure. am I? Yeah. Why am I here? You know, what does it all mean? And, and how do I contribute to the big picture on some level? Well, when we understand that there is a godly purpose that has been invested in each and every human being from God's perspective— uh, he has deposited within every one of us a reason for our existence uh, that is intended to bless others and and as well as our own personal life. And a cancer challenge cannot cancel that. In fact, it may actually enhance one's purpose. Wow. Yeah. And you know, if we if you recall, uh, Wayne, we've talked to many cancer patients, you know, low over these many episodes of health, hope, and inspiration, and many of them talk about how. Uh, the purpose of their life became more energized or yeah, more elongated sure. yeah. after a cancer journey. That's true. That's really in, true. Yeah. Or, in, or in the midst of a cancer journey. And so the principle here is established with Psalms 57, 1 through 3. And this is out of the Berean Study Bible translation. And okay. it says this, have mercy on me, O God, have mercy for in you my soul takes refuge. Where in God, our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotion takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings, I will take shelter until the danger has passed. Verse number two, cry out to God, uh, most high, to God who reveals his purpose for me. That's the key line here. Uh, he reaches down from heaven and saves me. He rebukes those who trample me. And we, now we have to remember who's doing the writing and the talking here. This is the psalmist David, King David, at the end of the day. And David knew a little something about being uh, pressured by yeah, circumstances I'll in say. his life. Right. You know, constantly besieged by the enemies around the nation of Israel. Uh, even King Saul at one point sought to try to kill and take David's life because he was jealous was of David. Constant pressure. 
Yeah, David faced this constant onslaught of pressures and negative circumstances that in many ways were trying to tell him who he was and define who he was. And ultimately, we have reference to the fact that God actually told David at one point, he said, David is a man after my own heart. That, you know, again, uh, helping David to be reminded and defined by God's purpose for his life. And that is one of the dynamics that for every cancer patient that's listening or supporting cancer patients, continue to remind them that they have a godly purpose and that their cancer journey may actually enhance elongate that purpose in ways that'll bless people uh, that they never even considered. I'm thinking of one young lady that we interviewed on the show. She talked about how she was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, You know, her husband and her husband had marital issues. She was trying to raise a young daughter. And during her cancer visits, that she would uh, notice that there would be people at times that did not necessarily have enough resources for their cancer visit and that the Lord dropped in her heart that every time that she would go take her cancer visit, that she would have extra money to give to individuals, whether to help them buy a meal or whatever the case is, in the midst of being a cancer patient. And so she started uh, hosting teas for women who had cancer and started raising money to donate to women who may be struggling with some financial and fiduciary resources while in the midst of a cancer journey. She said that while I am a patient, while I was going through my own cancer journey, the Lord dropped this this thing in my heart to help other women. That became a purpose in the midst of being a cancer patient. Wonderful story. Yeah, it's a fantastic story. And I know of countless other versions of that type of story. And the point simply to be made here is we want to encourage individuals that that cancer cannot cancel God's purpose in your life. And in fact, cancer may actually help to enhance or elongate a purpose of God. So encouraging. It really sharpens our focus, doesn't it? All right. Number two, cancer cannot. Determine our godly value or worth. Cancer cannot determine our godly value or worth. Uh, the most pre- I found this out early on. The most precious natural resource in the earth, Wayne, or on the earth, is the human resource. Yes, and that's right. And yeah. so with that, God has called all his human creation chosen and special. I want to say it again. Mm-hmm. God has called all of his human creation chosen and special. One is not damaged goods just because they have cancer. And I've had people who have asked me this, that when I was diagnosed with cancer, almost two years ago now, ironically, what went through your mind? Did you feel like that somehow God had abandoned you? You know, after all of the years of supporting cancer patients, you know, how did you reconcile yourself to that? Because again, the challenge of this mentally and emotionally is then there's something wrong with me, or I did something wrong, or I'm I'm out of pocket with God or whatever. The tendency is then to try to place value and meaning upon your life in the face of dealing with cancer. And so I want to read this scripture, 1 Peter 2 and 9, to kind of help us with this. Uh, Remember, we've been called to be chosen and special. This scripture helps us. But you, talking about you and me, Wayne, and those that are listening to us right now, but you are a chosen person, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you 
out of darkness into his wonderful light. And the principle simply is this, folks, that we are not damaged goods. You are not damaged goods. You are chosen by God, and you are a special possession of his, and he wants to use you, and he wants you to understand that you are not to be kicked to the curb. Uh, you're not secondhand. You're not second class, but you are the elite of God's creation, chosen and special. You are one of the precious human resources in the earth that God is going to bless and he can use in the midst of being a cancer patient. It was worth tuning in today just to hear you say that. I mean, that's so encouraging. It really is, Percy. Thank you. Talking about these things that cancer cannot do. Uh, number three, cancer cannot diminish our joy. That is yes. a choice. We we choose to let it diminish our joy, but it really can't do it, can it? If we that choose correct. not to let it. That is correct, Wayne. And and the, the dynamic here is that often when people hear, you know, we sing the, the, the songs that I've got the joy of the Lord in my heart, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's a, a dynamic of semantics. And so let's kind of unpack the semantics of the word joy. Okay. First of all, joy is not happiness. Nope. When we think about the joy of the Lord is my strength, and we quote that scripture, in many cases, our brain is trying to reconcile, but I'm going through some really hard dynamics or some terrible situations. How can the joy of the Lord be my strength? Well, first and foremost, we're trying to define joy based upon a concept of happiness. Joy is not happiness. So the question should be asked, then what is happiness, Reverend McCray? Because happiness is based upon what happens to us or mm. what is happening around us. Okay. And the joy of the Lord is not predicated upon the things that are happening to us or happening around us, but at the end of the day, or environmental circumstances, etc. joy is a spiritual force that transcends our environmental occurrences and it is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit that resides within us. The joy of the Lord is an internal spiritual force that can still work in us and around us despite our circumstances. No, we're not happy about having cancer. No, we're not happy about having to do chemotherapy or radiation. But internally, the Spirit of God can provide the joy of the Lord, because we are reminded that we are special. We are reminded that we are chosen. See, when we get those principles working in our heart and in our mind, then they can internally empower and buoy us despite what cancer may be attempting to do to us. And so the joy of the Lord is our strength and cancer cannot diminish that joy. And so John 15, 9 and 11 helps us to kind of spiritually get grounded here. As the Father has loved me, this is Jesus talking, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Verse 11 is our operative verse. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, not happiness around you and in you, and that your joy may be complete or full. Yes. Our joy comes from the Lord. Our joy comes from the Holy Spirit that lives within us and is dwelling in us, and that's the source of where we can rely upon that spiritual energy to keep us moving through negative circumstances despite what is happening around us. 
This is such great uh, thinking here and scriptural thinking, Percy. Thank you so much. Mm. Uh, we're going to share six of these things that cancer cannot do. You've, you've already shared three of them with us. Uh, let me pause for just a moment and remind everyone that according to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will receive a cancer diagnosis during their lifetime. And caring for people who live with cancer is a growing need in every church today. So to address the issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you are a pastor, a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining is free. Sign up and you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources, information about ministry training opportunities, and our informative monthly email newsletter. So visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. We're hearing a sample of the kind of teaching that you get when you join this network. Mm. It's coming from the heart of our friend, Pastor Percy McRae here, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Okay, Percy, this is such an important topic. Let's take a little extra time today. And I'm sure our listeners will stick with us for these because this is so important to understand. We've talked about the fact that cancer cannot cancel our godly purpose. It cannot determine our godly value or worth, and it cannot diminish our joy. But there's more, as they say. So take us down this road. So number four, cancer cannot overshadow God's peace in our heart. And this is an important principle because when we're dealing with, again, the dynamics and the challenges, again, of any negative circumstance, but certainly cancer, we need to understand that our peace has to come from a source that, again, uh, that, that is higher than ourselves. And so as a child of God, we have access to God's peace, not our peace, not at peace as the world gives, but the peace that comes from God, no matter what our circumstances are. And so Philippians 4 verses four through seven, the fourth chapter, verses four through seven basically tells us this, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Mm -hmm. Well, how can I not be anxious when I'm told I have cancer? Mm -hmm. But in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Verse seven is our operative verse. And the peace of God, not the peace of the world, not the peace of your doctor, not the peace of your scans and your tests, that the and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Beautiful, beautiful. Wow. Cancer cannot overshadow the peace in our hearts that come from God. Yeah, love it. All right. I hope you're taking note of these scriptures, but you can always go back and listen to this podcast all over again and pick up those mm-hmm. notes. So, uh, Percy, we can also put some of this in our program notes for this episode, can't we? That is correct. Good. Uh, and and part of the resource, uh, uh, downloadable resource there located there as well. All right. And that resource is called Your Life Belongs to God, Not Cancer. Download it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Number five, cancer cannot negate our identity in God. Wow, here's a huge one. This is huge, Wayne. Uh, People are often labeled by their diagnosis. You know, I'm a breast cancer patient. I'm a colon cancer patient. And there is an element of medical truth to that. 
But spiritually speaking, we need to understand that the reality is only God should label us mm. from an absolute perspective. And so Romans, the eighth chapter, verse 36 and 39 says, as it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. As human beings, we are facing the spirit of death, the dynamic of death. The Bible says that it's appointed once unto man to die and then the judgment. So death is part of the reality of life. So listen to this text. We are considered as sheep to, the, to be slaughtered, verse 37. Know in all things that we are more than conquerors. This is our operative verse. That in the midst of being challenged, in the midst of having circumstances, it says, know that we are in all things are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Verse 38, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither the height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us or you and I from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Cancer cannot negate our identity of being more than conquerors. We win even when people think we have lost. We we cheated and we read the end of the book, and we know that we win at the end of the day. You know what? I've read the first part of the book, and we win. So <laughs> Absolutely. So on this side of heaven and on that side of heaven, we win. And so we are more than conquerors, despite what cancer may try to say to us or try to negate the identity of God, but it cannot strip away the fact that we are more than we have to wrap our minds around the fact that nothing, it doesn't say <laughs> nothing will separate you from the love of God except cancer. doesn't right. say that. <laughs> That's right. It just, it stops. You know, there's, exactly there's, right. there's no qualification. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. And so we have to we have to make a determination based upon the word of God of who we are or who our identity in God so that we can live from that perspective. Okay. One final cannot here. So let's let's talk about number six. Number six, uh, cancer cannot determine our spiritual destiny. Hallelujah. And so uh, cancer may bring, it may bring an end to one's mortal life. And I want to say as a caveat, yep. uh, we now have research and data that tells us that there are more people living today with a diagnosis of cancer than any time before in the last 20 years. We've, mm. we've quoted those statistics. The American Cancer Society has uh, published all sorts of reports. But we also, Wayne, as we often say, that there is a reality that there may very well be some who may pass away from cancer. Sure, so yeah. cancer may bring an end to one's mortal life, but it does not have the ability to determine one's final eternal resident. Can't touch us. As as MC Hammer said many years ago, can't touch this. Can't put put his arms around our final uh, spiritual residence. So Philippians, the book of Philippians. I knew you would back this up with scripture. You go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to have the word of God. Uh, Philippians 3, verse 20 and 21 basically tells us this, but our citizenship, notice the language that's used here. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, praise God, and that includes cancer, Mm -hmm. uh, will transform our lowly bodies, that body that was ravaged or attacked 
uh, viciously by a cancer diagnosis is being brought under the control of God and will be transformed, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. And the principle here is very important. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and when we take our last and final breath on this side of heaven, there is a citizenship that we have called that is in heaven that is waiting for us. And, and God is going to receive us into his presence. Uh, we are going to be placed in that heavenly host. But m- even more important, this scripture helps us to understand that our lowly body that was ravaged and attacked by cancer at another point in time is going to be glorified. And so we have nothing but good news, even when it appears that cancer may have the upper hand at the end of the day, it really truly does not. And so we need to determine that our spiritual destiny is going to be with God in the presence of God and that our citizenship is in heaven. And we're going to get new bodies when it's yeah. all said and done. Oh, amen to that. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I don't know who needed to hear these things today, but I'm confident that there are many listening right now who needed a word mm. from the Lord. They needed to hear what you shared here today and these these uh, these cannots, as I'll call them. But uh, yeah. cancer cannot do this. It cannot do that. You got to keep that perspective. Praise God. What would you say in conclusion to all this? Yeah, and and the final word of the day simply is this. You know, minimally we know, and it can say that cancer certainly uh, is a disruption, uh, a distraction, and a detour in one's life. But at the end of the day, we are not our cancer, and our cancer is not who we are. Hmm. Cancer may very well be something that an individual may have, but cancer does not have to have us. It may even kill our mortal bodies, but it can never touch or kill our spirits and our souls because those belong only to God. So finally, my friends, be encouraged today, even in a worst case scenario, that your life, your movement, and your being only belongs to God and not to cancer. Percy McRae, God bless you, brother. Thank you for this. You know what? Let's re-ask the question we posed at the top of the program here today, because I think it means so much more now to hear responses after this teaching. The question of the day, have you ever struggled with not being sure who you were in God? And if so, what was the struggle? Percy, we'd love to hear responses to that. We would. And, and again, remember, we're praying with and for and over all of the responses that we have. Share those with us. Again, you don't have to give intimate detail, but somebody will be blessed and help as we continue to ask and answer these questions uh, to this community. Thank you for participating and being an active partner in what we're doing with Health, Hope, and Inspiration. To do that, go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on connect. And uh, if you'd like to just add a little thank you to Percy for this teaching today, I know that would be appropriate as well. So healthhopeandinspiration.com. And while you're at the website, download our resource, Your Life Belongs to God, Not Cancer. We're going to wrap it up right there, Percy. But God bless you. Thank you for this perspective today from God's Word. And uh, I trust that uh, God will use it in the lives of our listeners to encourage them. So thank you, brother. Well, thank you. And we thank the Lord for the opportunity. But remember, folks, we still have work to do. So keep chopping the wood. God bless. Have a great day. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.